It is, uh, it is certainly one of my favorite times in the year to be uh, Easter weekend. It's not something that I grew up celebrating. I mean, we typically would do uh, a Sunday service that we will, where we will hit on the idea of, you know, God being risen. But to go to church on a Friday and be able to celebrate what he did for us on the cross, that's something that I never got to experience did I move here to the States. And so I love this weekend, and I love the opportunity to, that we have to celebrate that. And I hope that you have enjoyed it so far. And just as you remember and as you think through what Jesus did on the cross for you and for me. Uh, a little bit about me. Some of you know, and I typically share this in my messages, so, my, you know, might as well do it again. Growing up in the Dominican Republic, I had, uh, I, I had many pastimes, but the best pastime that I had was uh, eating snacks. I love that. I was really good at it. Uh, you know, being a pastor and, and interacting with people, I get to hear some of the, like, incredible pastimes. You know, I met someone the other day that showed me all the woodwork that he does, amazing work. I've met people that play, like to play sports. You know, like, did you guys knew that Pastor Bush plays pickable? Not only does he play pickleball, he's actually pretty good. Like back in the days, by that I mean last year, Mike, Pastor Mike and I were playing against him and Mike Trout, and we got destroyed. It was like embarrassing. But to me, I love eating, especially snack. And my to-go-to and my to -to snack was uh, a 20-ounce Coca-Cola and then uh, a, 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 like a this long cookie, uh, chocolate cookie that they will sell. And I love it. Now, I didn't work. I didn't do anything to make money. So I heavily relied on my parents to provide for all my, of my needs and my desires, right? And uh, I had to be strategic because my mom was an accountant. She knew every single, it's like if you think of, of, of Dame Ramsey being here, she was over here. It's like, it's like she learned, or he learned from my mom uh, if he knew Spanish. But, uh, you know, I, I was able to see like how she will meticulously count every single peso that she will give me so that I had the right amount. If something costs 100 pesos, she will give me 100 pesos. Now, my dad, on the other hand, he will give me freely. He didn't really, I don't know if, he's, if it was an act of just getting, getting you, know, you know, for me to move on or truly he just wanted to give me freely. But anytime I went to my dad and I asked for money, he always gave me more than I asked. If I asked for 100, he will give me for 150, 200 pesos. And I love that. Now, here's what happens throughout time. Eventually, money became something that I expected. It was not something special. It was not this free gift that my parents were giving me. I certainly did not deserve them to give me any money. I didn't work for it, let alone they were already blessing me by having a rooftop and having three meals on my table and caring for me. So to, for them to go the extra mile and give me this petty cash or this cash whenever I was asked was beyond what I deserve. Yet I didn't, I was not thankful about it. You know, I be, it became more like an expectation. It became something that I got used to. It became something that it lost the value. I didn't care where the money came from. I didn't care how, how my parents worked for it. I didn't care any of those things. All I cared was that when I asked for money, they would give it to me. And as I'm thinking through this message and, and what we're sharing tonight, I can help, both, I can help both, but, but to think that very often we do the same thing with our Christian faith. Things that for us Christians that we grew up knowing and hearing, that we, with something that we preach, that we think, that we talk, 
And it becomes so much on a part in, in us that we often, if we're not careful, we can be so quickly to forget, to move past it, or to be uh, dismissive of it. And when you think about the message of the gospel, this amazing news, this great news that, uh, that, that we celebrate, that we preach, that we talk about, I am, I am of the opinion that we often dismiss a very key factor of the message of the gospel. See, we celebrate a recent Savior. We celebrate a Savior that did not just die, but three days later he rose from the dead. And by raising from the dead, you and I have the, the proof that we need to know for certain that the message that was preached for thousands of years, that was shared by his disciples and that was shared by himself, that it was truth. That in him we can experience eternal life. We can know that for certain for the fact that he rose from the dead three days later. But let us not dismiss the sacrifice that he endured to make that happen. And so that's what we're going to be doing tonight. We're going to look at what it cost Jesus for us to experience the free gift of eternal life. For that, we have to talk about the gospel. So in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 3 and 4, we're to, Paul's writing to a church and he, this is what he says to them. For I delivered to you as a, as a first importance... What I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. He was that then he was raised, he was buried, and that he was raised from the third day in accordance with the scripture. This is the message of the gospel. This is what we preach. This is what we believe here as a church. This is what we sing about, that God sent his son to die on the cross for your sin, for my sin. That although we did not deserve it, that although you and I have no reasons as to why God would do such an act of love, that while you and I were sinners, Christ died for us. That is the message of the gospel. Christ died for our sins. He was buried but then that he was resurrected on the third day. But this part, Christ died for our sin, is something that we should be very intentional in remembering. It's something that is not that we shouldn't just think about this on a good Friday. But every day of our life, we should be mindful of the cost that Jesus had to, or what cost Jesus in order for us to be able to have eternal life. And so that is what we're going to be doing today. And as you know, Pastor, uh, Pastor Bush and Pastor Bruce have been teaching from the book of Mark. And we're going to continue teaching from the book of Mark. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Mark, cha uh, Mark chapter 15. But in the book of, in the book of Mark... The journey of the cross had already started. Pastor Bruce was sharing last week some of the key events that took place. You had Jesus having dinner with his disciples where he once again reminds them of what it is to come. Where he institutes the Holy, the Holy Supper and commun or communion. And not only that, this is where he talks about one of them once again, the, one of the disciples that was going to betray him. And not only that, he talks about Peter that was going to deny him three times. Then we're told that he goes and prays. He goes to a mountain. He's praying to God. And in his prayer, recognizing the journey that he was about to endure, he asked the Father. And he says, God, if there is any possible way that this journey that I'm about to endure, if there's any other possible way that humanity could experience the free gift of eternal life, please do so. Please let this cup pass from me. But if there's no other way, if this is the only way, let your will be done. 
And not only that, we're told that, again, that he continued to, to uh, the, 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 the betrayer came, the traitor came with, the, with soldiers. They apprehend him like the worst kind of criminal. Then we are told how his disciple Peter denies him three times. And so you can see that this journey of the cross is already started. And it's a difficult journey. And as we read from the book of Mark, we'll see even in more detail how excruciating, not only physically, but even emotionally, it was for Jesus to be able to endure what he endured so that you and I can experience the free gift of salvation. So join me as we read from Mark chapter 15 in verse 21. And they compel a passbyer, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull. And they offer him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his garments among them, casting lots for them to decide what each should take. And it was the third hour when they crucified him. And the inscription on the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. And with him they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by deride him, wagging their heads and saying, aha, you who will destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Save yourself and come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes mock him to one another, saying, He saved others, he cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down from now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also revile him. Verse 33. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land unto the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus with a loud voice cried out, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabatani," Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing is saying, behold, he is calling Elijah. And someone ran and filled a sponge, a sponge with sour wine and put it on his reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, wait. Let us see whether he drink, let, let us see whether Elijah will come down to take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtains of the temples of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. I don't know about you, but this is heavy. This, is, this was not an easy journey. It should be enough for us just to read that and to recognize what Jesus had to endure so that you and I can come to church and celebrate and sing knowing that we do have the offer of eternal life. But it came at a great cost. Think back again when I was, in, when I was a teenager and now as an adult, looking at how freely my dad was willing to give, I dismiss a huge factor. I didn't see how hard he worked. I didn't see how much he will spend all week long from Monday to Saturday, from as early as it, the sun will come out to the very time of night. There will be days that I wouldn't see him because he will be working, 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 just so that he could provide for my family. And as a kid 
who just wanted the money to get, man, I missed the picture. I missed how much my parents were willing to sacrifice for me. And now as an adult, looking back and seeing that, I am so thankful for what my parents were doing for me. That although I was not deserving of anything that they would give me, they did so because they loved me. I think about the message of the gospel. You know, if we only were to celebrate that Christ rose from the dead, that alone is incredible to celebrate. But understanding what he endured so that that would happen is life-changing. When you are recognized, when you realize what Jesus had to endure for you, for me, that's life-changing. And so tonight we want to look at that. We want you and me, including myself, into this idea that we need to remember, we need to be mindful, we need to, be, we need to recognize what Jesus did on the cross for us for in order for us to be able to experience the free gift of eternal life. We need to be mindful, not just on a good Friday, but every single day of our life. You see, Jesus, the Son of God, did not have to leave heaven, yet he left heaven so that he will be born in the, in the form of a man and do life like you and I will do life. He didn't do this because, we, because he needed to he, or, or because he had to. He didn't do this because he was forced to. He did this because this was the best way to display how great the love of the Father. That while we were sinners, he will send his son to die on the cross for your mistakes, for my mistakes. This was not an easy task. That while he did that, that while he was willing to come down to earth and do this, not only he raised leaders to be part of his inner circle, but in among his leaders you had one who will betray him. One who will seek out to go and hurt him, who will seek out to, to do what he had to do so that Christ wouldn't get his message across. But not only that, you had one of his inner circle who he... Then who he cared for, who he spent time with, denied him two, three times. Not only that, he was judged so harshly by those who should have known him the best. Those that devoted their entire life studying God's word, applying it in their lives. These were the ones that had heard the message of a Messiah coming for a thousand years. They should have known that Jesus was going to come. And yet while he was there among them, they judged him so harshly. See, this was the journey of the cross. He was regardless less than a criminal. A Roman leader gives the crowds the option, who would you want to choose? This clear-cut criminal who deserved the crucifixion or Jesus who I am of the opinion that I don't see any, any, any uh, he's, he seems to me like an innocent man. Who would you want to choose? And the crowd with excitement and loud, they say, we want the criminal. They regardless Jesus as lesser than this man. Not only that, he was mocked. By Pilate, Herod, soldiers, Jewish leaders. He was mocked by bystanders, people that were just there. And also, to, to make things worse, he was mocked by the two people that were sharing the same penalty as he was sharing. This was the journey of the cross. 
Jesus did not take the easy way out when he's praying to the Father and he says, God, if there's any other way, let this, let this cup pass from me. He didn't give way. He was willing to do the Father's will. He was willing to die to pay it all and pay it in full as the one who came to seek and to save the lost. This was the journey of the cross. This was what Jesus had to endure so that you and I can wake up every morning knowing that we have the free gift of salvation available to us for anyone who believes. This is the journey of the cross. Not only that, but as we read, as he was going towards the cross and he, as he was suffering, as he was in pain, he did not take what they offered him to, 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 uh, to ease that pain, that suffering. Instead, he was willing to go, through, to go through all that he needed to be done so that this journey of the cross could be fulfilled. This was the journey of the cross. For our sake, him who knew no sin was made sin. To the point that when he's on the cross for our sins, for your sin... There was a separation between him and God where he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This was the message of the cross. All of this, Jesus did it not because he had to, not because he was forced, but because it was the best way to display to us the kind of love that was lavish on us, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And what I love about the story is that he did not just walk away. He could have easily just got down from the, from the cross. He could have easily said, you know, I'm done. He could have easily given up, but instead he was willing to endure all of it so that by his wounds we will be healed. And this is the journey of the cross. This is what Jesus endured so that you and I will be able to experience eternal life. But not only that, we're told that for a man that was beaten, for a man that was mocked, for a man that had been uh, spit on, that was ridiculed, that for a man that had to suffer all the things that he has suffered, you would have think that he wouldn't have any strength to say anything else. And yet alone, he makes a statement, a statement that will change the history of humanity, a statement that will last not only then but for eternity, where he will say for once and for all, it is finished. That, that through his sacrifice on the cross, through the fact that he died for us, for your sin, for my sin, there is no longer bondage of sin. It is finished. There is no reason why we should be a slave to sin, where we will live a life in sin, because through his sacrifice, through the fact that he rose from the dead, we have been set free. It is finished. That separation that every one of us live, that every one of us endure because of our, of our sin, because we choose sin, because we are sinners, that separation that happens between, between you and God, it is finished. Because through him, for anyone that believes in the name of Jesus will be saved. This is the journey of the cross. And by making a statement of victory... That choked everyone um, to the point that even the centurion was like, this is indeed the son of God. 
This statement that it is finished, for once and for all, we have been given the free gift of eternal life. The gospel that we so cherish, that we so earnestly uh, preach and worship. That God sent his son to die on the cross. This is huge. There wouldn't be no gospel message had Jesus not died for us. And the fact that he was willing to do that for your sin, for my sin. It's proof that we have a loving father that cares for us, that is willing to mend what we broke with the sake, for our sake, through his son Jesus. It is finished. This is what we want to do tonight. There's not much else that needs to be said besides the fact that the cost that Jesus paid on the cross was a heavy cost. You see, we can celebrate and we should celebrate the message of the gospel, that we, that we serve a recent Savior, that the, the free gift of eternal life, but that free gift that was given to you and me that is free came at a heavy cost, and we should not be so remiss of it. Think about what your life, what my life will be like if every single day we were mindful of the fact that Jesus took on this journey. Think about how much hesitant you will be if you, to commit sin if you were to recognize that that sin that you so much want to commit, that you so much want to do, was a sin that Jesus paid for it on the cross. Think about how much intentional we will be to live in a way that is worthy and acceptable to God. If we recognize the kind of journey that Jesus was willing to take on our sake... Even though we didn't deserve it, even though we did, he didn't have to, that he did so so that we can experience eternal life. And think how much more willing and effective and passionate we will be to share this message, recognizing that Jesus went through all of this. And the very least we could do is to be an ambassador for him for those who do not know, do not know him. This is the message of the cross. This is what Jesus had to endure. We should celebrate the fact that he's risen, but let us not do that disregarding what costs for us to be given this free gift. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for who you are and for the fact that you were willing to send your son to die for us, Lord, that even though we didn't deserve it, that even though we didn't need it, Lord, that even though we will, we will deny you and, and sin against you, Lord, over and over, Lord, that you were still willing to send your son to die on the cross for us. So that by believing in him, Lord, and believing on the fact that he rose from the dead, we can experience eternal life. And Father, I pray that we will not be so quick or so remiss of forgetting what you had to endure that that cost, that price that you are willing to pay, Lord, that we will remember it, that we will celebrate it, and that we will be mindful of that, Lord, so that every day of our life we can live in such a manner that is worthy of the gospel. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for the kind of love that you lavish on us, Lord. And as we continue to celebrate this weekend what you've done for us, Lord, I pray, Father, that we will be intentional in living in a holy and acceptable way, but also being bold to share this message with others. 
Thank you, Lord, for who you are. And we pray this in your name. Amen.